You're not going to have any pre or post content. No. I'm not going to play into your game and say something funny that you can use. Howdy, it's Thursday, January 31st, 2019, and this is episode 91 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I'm happy to talk about Atlantic City, as always. As, as always. As always. I, I would, I will say that, I'll posit that this is probably, it seemed like the first time I've ever said the 31st in that, in that portion of the podcast, so... Let's pause for 20 minutes while we confirm. Uh, <laughs> Go out um, on a limb. Say this is the first time we've ever recorded on the 31st. Okay. Who knows if that's true? Uh, I don't need to do the math about, you know, there are, what, seven 31-day month, months in a, yeah. in a year. We've been doing this for... It would it would be unlikely that it was the first 31st, yeah. but... Eh, I don't know. It's like 50-50 probably. Anyways, moving on. 19, <laughs> 1991, since this is episode 91... In June of 1991, Governor Jim Florio signed a law allowing for 24-hour gaming on weekends and holidays. So it seems like really weird to think about not 24-hour yeah, gaming, like that not being the case. But there you go. So still, it was not all the time. I don't know when that actually expanded to seven days a week. I probably should have looked that up, but I'm not a person who does my homework. Can you imagine Atlantic City without 24-hour gambling? It would be dead at this point because of the competition. Oh, yeah, it would be out of business. Yeah, it would it, yeah, be horrible. Uh, the other thing that happened in 1991 is that Trump Taj Mahal went through its first bankruptcy uh, just a year after opening. It was like a prepackaged bankruptcy where they reached a deal with the bondholders ahead of time to like lower – I think it like lowered the interest rates on the bonds but also like gave – ownership of a bunch of the Taj Mahal to the bondholders. So, uh, yeah, that was, you know, that's a good thing to happen within a year. It's funny because cyclical, right? Like Revel had a bunch of problems in his first year. Ocean now being sold less than a year after its opening. And Taj. Except Taj was also like breaking in money in terms of revenue. So a little bit of a different issue there. So let, let me do... It's good to keep these in reserve and not do it too often so you don't know it's coming. But I did a little research, and I, I want to quiz you on, on some things about the year 1991, Greg. Okay. So how many casinos did Atlantic City have? Eleven? Close. Yeah, twelve. Twelve casinos. Oh, because the Playboy Club is still open. Uh, well, well, that's wrong, but... Okay. We will we'll go through them. So I have the revenue numbers from 1991. I'll tell you, the total was just under $3 billion brought in, which is more than they're making now. I think okay. it was like $2.6 billion last year. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. I think yeah. that's pretty much exactly right. And so I've, I've gotten all these numbers, and I will say there's a huge gulf between 1st and 2nd and a huge gulf between 11th and 12th. But other than that, all the casinos were pretty close together. So okay. do you have any, any guesses as to, at the very least, first place and last place, both of which by a pretty huge margin? Number one, Trump Taj Mahal. 
That is correct. $384 million, which is about half of what Borgata takes in now, I think. But it's a lot less equitable, it seems, now than it was back then. Uh, 12th out of 12, the Claridge. Yes, of course. Always 12th out of 12. You can pencil that in. It is that way, I believe, every year, more or less, that the Claridge was open. Do we know if, at that point, it was Dell Webb's Claridge? Uh... I think it was just the Claridge, but okay. I could be wrong. Okay, so that's 1 in 12. So we've got the bookends. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess at the relative order of the other? How about this? So there's now a top five and a bottom five that we haven't mentioned yet. Give me some casinos that you think are in the top five. Caesars. Yep, that's number two. 309 million, so about 75 million less than the Trump Taj Mahal. Bally's. Uh, that is number five, 267 million. Uh, resorts? No, that is number nine. Oh, so. wow. Resorts heyday was short lived. Yeah, $220 million. <laughs> what am I missing? Uh, was Tropicana open at that point? Uh, the Tropicana is not open. However, number three on the list is Trop World. Oh, okay. <laughs> So yeah, it was open. But come on, man, Trop had a different World. name. Trop World. They are online wow. casinos now. Trop World. I think I've mentioned that on the show before. Yeah, it's or it, not. It's, it's not their online casino. It's their like play casino. It's amazing. Uh, so we've mentioned four of the middle ten now. Four of the middle ten. Yep. Harris. Yep, that's number four. So you've gotten all of the top five now. Okay. And you will not guess number six. I was shocked at the last member of the top six because I always thought it was empty and desolate and horrible. But the Sands. Yes, the Sands, okay. number six. Well, you, you gave me a huge hint. Yeah. So then the next five, the whatever that would be, seven through 11. Yep. Hilton. Uh, I do not see the Hilton on here. However, I see in 11th oh, place Bally's the Bally's Grand. Bally's Grand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Nice. So second to last, Bally's Grand, one of the many names of that property. Trump Castle. Trump Castle, number 10. Uh, was Atlantis or Trump World's Fair a thing? Nope. No? Nope. Okay. Just two left. And you know both of these. They were both open while we were going to Atlantic City. The showboat? Correct. Wow, so it was that far down, even with the bowling alley and the yeah. family fun center or whatever the heck it was called. The top of the bottom half, number seven, showboat. Now, number eight is the only one you don't have. Clearly, it's the revel. I've nailed it, and <laughs> we can move along. <laughs> Do you need a hint? No. It is no. the site. Okay. <laughs> the site. What is... I mean, it was there when we were going. That's that's a big enough hint, that's, right? That's a pretty big hint. You should You should be able to figure it out. I'll give you the order of everything you've said. You said... Taj, Caesars, Trap World, Harris, Bally's, Sands, Showboat, Resorts, uh, Trump Castle, Bally's Grand, and Claridge. Are you sure it was there when we were going or when you were going? We were going. Oh, Trump Plaza. Yeah. Oh, man. I even I, I was like, going to say it is the home of Dufour Wind World, World uh, Headquarters, according to our icon. It's amazing that I've blocked the Trump Plaza out of my memory so much <laughs> that even though it's the first thing you see when you come in off the expressway, I'm like, no. That never existed. Yeah. All right. So, so there you have it. That's quiz time. Quiz Hope everyone time played along done. and enjoyed. 
Yes, I I enjoyed just putting it together. So yeah, it's fun. I like it. Hopefully, it's okay to listen to. All right. Speaking of listening to you, uh, you have been a busy boy and uh, went on uh, Frank Morano's morning show on Sunday morning at some ungodly hour. Yeah, five five twenty a.m. I was on nine seventy The Answer in New York. Thanks to listener and friend Ed O'Connor for hooking that up and and putting frank in touch with me uh so you can actually listen to that i'll link to it in the show uh it's downloadable so you can go listen to that episode and hear what i had to say it's about 20 minutes or a little more just a little more just good though just talking about what's good in atlantic city what's going on with the ocean uh that kind of stuff where to eat docks highly recommended yep and i hear that you will be making an appearance on another uh area podcast i guess uh genre podcast sometime in the near future right yeah so i, I don't know is that embargoed i don't think i got any sort of uh did you sign notice. an nda i did not sign an nda so yeah okay, you got, now you're I, good uh, to talk about it <laughs> talk to important influencer travel fanboy so hopefully some of his influencerness rubbed off on us oh yeah it's totally going to be awesome for our q rating and we'll have some influence after this and, yeah, it's gonna and be- shortly we'll be reaching out to the CRDA about putting on our version of the fire festival <laughs> because we'll just have so much influence that we'll be able to monetize in that way. So, so much like white bread and cheese and one piece yeah. of lettuce. That's kind of what the fire festival is known for, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that, there are two documentaries picture. about the fire yeah. festival right now. I watched yeah. both of them. Highly recommended. That's, I, I don't know why you would do that, but <laughs> they were good. They're getting a lot of praise. The documentaries. Anyway, I guess the big piece of news, and we've talked about it for a couple episodes in a row, but we have confirmation that it was less of a purchase of Ocean that happened and more of Luxor Capital Group uh, removing Bruce Dyfic from the Ocean, more or less. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, no relation to the Luxor in Vegas uh, this but is, there should be a relation. That would be amazing. Yeah. So it's a hedge fund. <laughs> it's a hedge fund run out of the pyramid in Vegas. Uh, no, it's a hedge fund run out of New York City. So they were one of the original big lenders to Dyfic. Uh, we don't know the particulars, but um, credit to Roger Gross from Global Gaming Business, who also runs Casino Connection. They published Casino Connection AC. Uh, they came out with. They were way ahead of everybody else on this, but. Um, and he and he clarified because a lot of people it was originally reported as it was a sale, and a lot of people were still saying it was a sale. Uh, Wayne Perry and and David Danzis did not say that in their articles; they were worded fine, but everybody you know already had sale in their mind. So uh, he came on Twitter and said, "There is no buyer. The company that owned the majority of the debt throughout Dyfic and has con- assumed control of the property under the original general manager. So that means original meaning the same GM that they had under Bruce Dyfic. So." Uh, interesting stuff. Who knows how that went down? If it was just like, they weren't happy with the performance or if they were worried about the future because of other issues with Typhoon. Yeah. I think, uh, frequent contributor to our Facebook group, uh, David W. I I think it was him that mentioned that there was probably some terms in the contract such that if financial performance wasn't hitting some benchmark, they would have the right to do this. And certainly whatever that benchmark may have been, they're not hitting it. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so they still need an interim uh, casino license from the Casino Control Commission that I'm assuming will be fairly straightforward, although who knows. Uh, and Dyfic will re- retain a minority stake 
I suspect in the year 2019, they won't have much of a problem with that. If it was yeah. 2009, then it might be a different story. But yeah. Or 1999 or 1989. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the days of the Casino Control Commission really rejecting people, I think, is probably over. Yeah, although they did. Well, that was that. That was like 2000. Poker stars? 14 or 15 when they were basically like no to poker stars trying to buy. It was 2014, I think. Yeah. Because so. Atlanta Club was still open and they closed in 14, right? I think it was 15. Hmm. But no, it must have been 14. Yeah, I think 14 is when the, the three casinos closed. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so anything else about Ocean? We'll see. We'll see if anything really changes. I kind of doubt it. I mean, they're keeping the same GM, so... Yeah. So, so the seventy million dollars, the stuff that they said that they're going to do with that is uh, build a buffet, be <laughs> be good. aggressive about music acts, which we had already pretty much heard about. So, I don't know if that means more and better than Kenny Loggins, although I'm not sure how it gets better than Kenny Loggins. Um, but we'll see. And then uh, building out more rooms and more suites. So, I know there are a lot of rooms in the tower that are not finished. And I don't know if it's just that they're not finished or they're not furnished, but whatever it is, they're not open for business. So uh, they're planning to finish those out, or at least a bunch of those, and increase capacity that in that way. So we'll see what that means. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have too much else to say. So I think we've talked about in the past that they are doing some work on the rail line between Philadelphia and Atlantic City. And it was supposed to open up what short shortly right yeah january i think and now mm-hmm. they're saying probably it's not delayed. until may yeah it's which... a, up to five months which doesn't seem great so right now they're running buses right from wherever the end of the line is to atlantic city right yeah which must be philadelphia all right so we clearly don't have any idea what's going on with that so let's move on to uh sports betting is now live at hard rock uh so is that everywhere in atlantic city now craig uh Everywhere except Caesars. So, I mean, Caesars shares a uh, book with Bally's yeah, at no, the Wild Wild no, West. Yeah. So, yes, if you count that as a book for two casinos, then all 12 casinos have a book affiliated with them. So, yep. Cool. That. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about that? No. I mean, I, I don't know. We haven't where, seen any reporting on where it is. <laughs> oh, okay. So, if, if you go to the Hard Rock and you see it, I mean, it may just be like temporary sort of kiosks at this point, the way that... Harrow's and Valley's were originally set up, but I don't know. Um, so if you're at Hard Rock and you find the, the sports book, let us know. I'm trying to picture in my head where it could go. I mean, there's a lot of space there. But yeah, there's plenty yeah, of space. So I'm sure we'll hear more about that soon, especially with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. What's your hot take, Craig? About the Super Bowl? Or about yeah, sports betting? Uh, somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I think it's a really good point, that uh, it's a bad game to bet on. Because it has the sharpest lines. It's not a very interesting hot take. I just want to know who's going to win. Uh, Patriots by like one point or two points. Because mm. that's how they win all their Super Bowls. And lose when they lose. It's very close. But I don't trust the Rams. Come on now. All right. I'll take the Rams. We, you want to bet? <laughs> Ten bucks? Sure. What, what's our other bet? Ten dollar bet? Oh. Uh, the revenue. If Ten million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We got a lot of bets going. So yeah, you got man, the Rams. For, no, I'm, now I got to cheer for the Patriots. I would, I would gladly pay you ten dollars for the Patriots not to win. Okay, that's <laughs> just put that down as a business expense then for you. And, okay, sounds good. 
I'm never gonna. We we got too many too much stuff outstanding. I'm never gonna remember any of this stuff. <laughs> um, we have one last piece of news. Plowed through the news. This is your favorite thing to talk about. So why don't you take it away? Oh yes, my I love talking about the beach concerts. <laughs> Uh, so the Vans Warped Tour will be in Atlantic City for two days of beach concerts, June 29th and 30th. Uh, you have indicated that they are not doing a nationwide tour anymore, which I didn't know they were doing. And it's just three stops this year, and Atlantic City's one. Uh, there are no acts currently announced, but they typically tend to be very rock and kind of pop-punk heavy, but also with some heavier hard rock metal stuff. You going to the Vans Warped Tour, Craig? No, that doesn't sound like my scene. I mean, no. I, I, it's I, more up my alley. I think, honestly, but. I do like some of the bands that typically go to Vans Warped Tour, but just like a bunch of hot, sweaty people around, and I don't need that in my life. I like that's one of those things where I would, I would maybe be like, yeah, that would be interesting to check out, and then I'd be out there for fifteen minutes, and I'd be like, there are craps tables inside, and it's air conditioned. <laughs> going back to Caesars, so unless you know. Unless there's, like, my favorite band at Warp Tour, which is not out of the realm of possibility. No, I wouldn't have any interest. And if I was going to go see my favorite band, which is Kenny Loggins, I would You're go fine. see a full set at the Ocean on April 12th. But you have already said you're not doing that. No, I'm going to be in Nashville. Seeing other probably cover bands at things called Honky Tonks. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. So Vance Warp Tour. So it's, this is the 25th year of the warp tour most of the years it traveled around the country as like a giant festival with six stages and stuff i don't know what they're going to be doing on the beach if they're going to set up i'm assuming it's going to be multiple stages but i don't know i mean it seems like it's going to be a totally different format and probably some sort of like a last hurrah for them i wouldn't be surprised if they come back like a few years later and do something like this again but uh it's like ac cleveland and somewhere in california like those are the three locations so I don't know. That's good for AC. I know the last time they had a really big tour, um, I mean, a really big, like, two-day sort of festival was Metallica's Orion Music and More Festival at Baderfield. And they, in 2011, they said that brought 32,000 fans per day. Uh, I'll link to the Colton Shaw article on Press of AC that talks about that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, thousands upon thousands of people per day in AC. Like, that's good. It's good no, yeah, it's going to be good. I mean, certainly they've proven. I mean, when Pink came last year or two years ago or whenever it was, that was huge business for them, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's it seems like the success of these things is very act specific. But I have even heard of the Vans Warped Tour. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a Saturday and Sunday, so it's not like it's bringing in a bunch of people on a Tuesday. But uh, it's probably you know. 30-plus thousand people who weren't going to go to Atlantic City that weekend, I would guess. So that's a good thing. Yeah. It's going to fill up a bunch of the hotels. Uh, probably fill up a bunch of hotels on in Egg Harbor Township and outside of Pepsi Atlantic Gun. City as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Pleasantville. Good for everyone. Not a weekend that I'll probably be in Atlantic City, but... Man, the hotel, the casino room rates are going to be absurd that weekend. Yeah, they're going to be astronomical. <laughs> I'm actually... I'd be interested to go check... Uh, like check now and then check again in like three months when it starts to gear up for it and see if it's just like completely bonkers what the roommates are. But yeah, I think it's going to be nuts. Ocean, right. ocean, finish up those rooms fast and fill them up <laughs> with warped tour people in their vans shoes. Anyways, yes, that's it for the news episode over. Good talk. That is it.
right in at 20 minutes, just like we like. <laughs> uh, so we have one more thing to talk about, which is that you're, what, five days away? So four days from now, I'll be at the airport at this point. Wow. Uh, so what is it? Is it 25 hours? Is that what I'm hearing about the flight time? No, it's... Uh, it's Maybe like, that's with a stop. Uh, okay, so... I don't know. Where where do you want to begin? Uh, I'm flying nonstop to Macau and home now. From PWI? No, is from that a thing? Dulles. No, no, no. Ah, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> and it's very recent that they added the uh, nonstops to Dulles. It was September, I believe, or October that they started that. So what are you flying on? Like what airline? Uh, Cathay Pacific. Oh, okay, cool. That's the Hong Kong Yeah, so are you airline? in some super crazy, fancy front of the plane type deal yeah so it's it's business both ways um the way it worked out is andy ended up booking our flights to hong kong and i booked the flights home but both are in business class andy has basically an infinite number of american airlines miles so they aren't especially valuable to him so he booked two tickets together by calling them and doing that and then i ended up booking the flights home with alaska miles but yeah both are business class both on cathay pacific and yeah the flight out there we have changed three times now this is the third iteration of it but we're flying nonstop, and i think it'll be good why have you changed it three times so originally we were flying out of bwi to jfk i believe and taking a flight on from JFK to Hong Kong. This was going to be on Cathay as well. And then American made our itinerary basically impossible by getting rid of the morning flight we were taking to JFK. So we called <laughs> and switched. We wanted to get into Hong Kong a bit earlier anyway. We were supposed to get in at about 8 p.m. at this point on Wednesday evening the 6th. And so there was an earlier flight out of Dallas. So once they made our itinerary illegal, we got changed to this flight in Dallas and put on, it was going to be AA metal on a 777-300 and, or a 777-300. And then basically the, uh, like some business space opened up earlier in the week on Cathay from Dulles nonstop. And we're going to be getting in at about 6 a.m. now on the, the 6th so it'll be good nice so and we won't have to connect so so you're going flying to hong kong nonstop, mm-hmm. and then how long are you staying in hong kong three days so so it's the three days in hong kong are all together at the start of the trip correct so it's chinese new year yep so you're gonna see quite the spectacle it's gonna be insane uh, so, so what do you plan for at that point? Are you just like, we're just going to go with the flow and see this just completely batshit insane thing <laughs> happening? Or are you like to have certain things that you're trying to fit in? Uh, I mean, so we're going to see the fireworks the first night that we're there. You know, we're going to try to do some of the touristy things, but who knows if it'll be too crowded for it really to be plausible or not. Um, but yeah. Uh, we might try to do the fireworks on the first night. There's a big, like, horse race festival the second day there. We're going to try to go do that. And there's some other stuff around that part of town, which is kind of like a not-as-touristy area in Hong Kong. 
So we're going to basically the first night we're going to be in Kowloon, like right on the Victoria Harbor. Second night, we're going out to a quieter part of town. It's called Chatin, I think, and doing the horse races and maybe a couple of things up there. And then we're going back to Hong Kong Island on the third night to the busy part of town. So are you in a different hotel every night? Yeah, all six nights we're in a different hotel. Oh, boy. Okay. That's a lot of moving around. Yep. Um, I guess, is that just the way it worked out, or are you like trying to experience as much as you possibly can? Uh, it's just what it worked out. I mean, none of the hotels we're really staying in on the trip are especially nice or anything, because rates are astronomical while we're there. So so what is the weather like in Hong Kong and Macau mid Mid-70s. Oh, that's should nice. Be, should, should be nice. Is it going to be really humid and gross, or is it like pretty reasonable? Um, I think it's going to be like moderately humid. It's going to be a lot less humid than it would be in a couple months after February. But uh, so then you go to Macau for three nights. Yep. So are you, are you staying still staying in the Holiday Inn for one of those? Yep. So what are the other two hotels? Uh, so we're going to be on the peninsula the first night in the Holiday Inn, like you said, and then it will kind of mirrors what we're doing in Hong Kong. It's basically the same. Like first night and last night in like a busier part of town, and then the middle night like super, somewhere super quiet. So the second night we're in basically all the way on the southern tip of Macau in uh, I don't know Cologne, Cologne, however you say it, in a posada like kind of a Portuguese in hotel thing, uh, which it should be really quiet there, and there shouldn't be a whole lot going on down there, even with the New Year, hopefully. And it was pretty inexpensive. And then the third night, we're going back to Katai and staying in Galaxy. Oh, nice. Galaxy. Uh, so yeah. as someone who has not done much research about Macau, but has listened to 88 Days to Macau and now MacauCast, which is the new mm-hmm. podcast with uh, Hunter of Vegas Gang yes. and Vegas Tripping Fame, our friend Eric Rosenthal, and Han, our friend Han, who we've met a couple times. They do a very good show. You should go listen. I think they've done like five episodes now. They So the one thing that gets talked about all the time is like, what, Peninsula versus sort of Macau proper? Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Well, the Peninsula is Macau proper. So here's kind of like how Macau is laid out. So there's Macau proper, Macau Peninsula, and it's attached to the mainland. And that is kind of the old historical part of Macau. Uh, you know, and it has a lot of stuff dating back hundreds and hundreds of years. And... Uh, yeah, so you, I, I think it's not entirely unfair to think of it like you would think of something like downtown Vegas is not the big glitzy strip, kind of something more old school and, you know, it's, it's probably more like the downtown area. And so the other part of Macau, uh, the way it used to be laid out is it used to be kind of the peninsula of Macau. And then there were two islands, Taipa and Cologne. And they've actually done a lot of dredging in the last 20 years or something and connected those what were two islands into one big island with a third part of Macau now called Kotai, which is you can think of it like the strip. So it's all brand new casinos built in the last 20 years. Cause like I said, 20 years, it didn't exist. They were two separate islands. It's now one mega Island. And yeah, it's all brand new properties. And I think that it's not unfair to think of it as if it were the Las Vegas strip though. I can, we'll be able to tell you that with more certainty in two weeks when I'm back. So do you have a plan for where you're going to spend more time in, in terms of just exploring or 
just see where the wind takes you? Um, I don't really know because I think they're so different, right? If you like historical artifacts and you like, you know, just old stuff, I mean, I think Macau has a lot more of that. Whereas, yeah, if you want to see like the new mega casinos, like that's is what Katai is. But I mean, I also want to explore Taipa. I also want to explore Cologne, and I, th- I think it's going to be really cool. Uh, so, is there anything? Are there any casinos that you feel like are just absolute must see places no. for you? No. no. So, like, no. Maybe like the Lisboa. I think like oh, that would okay. be super cool. That's like the oldest casino there. And, yeah. Like, still is like incredibly nice and fancy and so but not like wind palace mgm kotai like the newer stuff you're not like i really have to get to like the newest thing in macau not really i mean it would be like i don't know if someone goes to vegas for the first time like would you be like this is a casino that you have to see like would you say win like it's it's probably the nicest casino in yeah, vegas like right win on but, for sure like would you be like you must see win no that's a good point but I've heard that, like... Like, I will see it. I'll be there, but... I've heard that they just, like, are so far above and beyond even the nicest stuff in Vegas that it's, like, ridiculous and you have to see it and experience it. I don't know. I mean, it'll be cool to see, like, some of the, the mega properties there in Macau, in Kotai. Because that's a bit... They don't really have that in Las Vegas quite the same way. So it's, like, a lot of the properties have, like, four or five hotels in the same property right so, so there's why, like do you know why that is um is i just, just assume it's like a space thing I, I, I don't really know so the big ones are so i mentioned i'm staying at galaxy and that has five or six hotels at that property there's galaxy proper that's where the banyan tree is that's where ritz carlton is and one or two other properties. There's City of Dreams, where I was briefly booked at the Grand Hyatt there, but that has four hotels, I believe, including the Countdown, uh, Morpheus, and one other. And then there's the Sands on in Kotai, and that has four hotels. That has a St. Regis, a Sheraton, a Conrad, and a Holiday Inn, I think. So... Like, I think that'll be interesting to kind of see how that's all laid out. And because that's quite different than Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that sounds obviously it just seems like these sort of mini cities all in one giant thing. Uh, so gambling wise, uh, do you know how that sort of affects the gambling? Like, do each of these hotels have different cas- their own casino floors or is it like they all are shared into some giant gaming area? I, I don't really know. I, my understanding, I think it's kind of shared i mean i think most of these properties have like multiple casino floors but it's not for the most part i don't think it's like hotel specific okay it's just they're big properties and they can have a couple different places i think something else that's a bit different there too is like there's a lot of gambling areas in macau that like you know i'm never going to be able to see because it's not like vegas where or you know atlantic city where if you have gambling available it kind of has to be open to the public like it doesn't that idea doesn't exist so there's a lot of like high rollers only areas that aren't you know someone like me wouldn't be able to see so that's like junket stuff right yeah right Um, yeah there's a lot of junket only gambling areas i believe so do you know how that affects sort of the gambling experience i guess we can talk about all this after you get back (laughs) right i mean i don't really know so everything i'm 
going to say is just hearsay from what I've read or what I've heard on other podcasts. But, you know, certainly they've talked a lot about on 88 Days or MacAuCast, like that gambling, it's much more serious there. Um, you know, comps aren't really a thing in the same way that they are in Atlantic City or Vegas. You know, you have to be like to get like room and board comp there. You have to be like a super high roller. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, what specifically do you want to know? Uh, well, is, I mean, is there anything gambling wise that you're like really looking forward to? I know it's very different. Like, there's not a bunch of video poker. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I actually don't know what exists in terms of slot machines and what doesn't, but overwhelmingly, by far, and I've looked into this quite a bit, uh, you know, Baccarat is the game there, and there's just not a ton of other stuff. I mean, there's like, I think Blackjack is like reasonably consistently available, but past that, there's not too much. Even things you would expect, like like Gal, whether it be tiles or poker, or at least tiles, like it's not widely available at all. Um, I'm actually looking forward to, I think that the Holiday Inn has Pygal tiles and that's one of the few places in the city that has it. So I'm looking forward to playing that. And I think it's a hundred dollars a hand, which is reasonably inexpensive for there, which is just so you know, it's like 1250 us or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, that's great. So it's a yeah. hundred, whatever Hong Kong dollars, uh, Hong Kong dollars. Yep. So, yeah. So there, there is a Macanese currency, but I think all of the casinos use Hong Kong dollars for gambling. Uh, so is there any, what about, is there anything like food experiences that you need to do? I know there's some kind of like jerky thing that's known, uh, in Macau. Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, I'll have an egg tart. That's kind of the, the thing that I know about. I mean, I'll have a lot of Asian food, I think, but Portuguese food. Uh, I'll, we'll try to do a Portuguese meal for sure in Macau. So is there, is there anything that you have planned is like definitely going to do in terms of sightseeing or restaurants or anything like that? Or are you just kind of getting there and going around? Um, I mean, we'll do the kind of big stuff, probably like Hong Kong. Like we'll probably try to go see the big Buddha. Maybe we'll go up to Victoria Peak. Like we'll do the, like the really, really big stuff. Um, Macau, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we've talked about Macau nearly as much as we've talked about Hong Kong. So, I mean, I think Macau, I'm more interested in, in many ways, I think, of seeing kind of the stuff that's a bit off the beaten path more so than the big, you know, international hotel casinos. Yeah, I think that that's, it's interesting because I think, like, I'd like to go to Lord Stowe's Bakery, which is like a very famous place there. Like, I think when we're in cologne which that's where the main one is though it's i think it's like a chain now and there's multiple around i'd like to go to the original one there and do that and maybe a couple other things yeah i mean most of what i hear out of macau is like you know wind palace and gm kozai like really new big stuff parisian sands Mm -hmm. um so it'll be interesting to hear that side of it like the old because i know i think it was 88 days to macau they mentioned i can't remember if it's lisboa or grand lisboa and just like looking up pictures of this like giant neon egg in the middle of town, like just kind of blew my mind. So like seeing that kind of stuff sounds cool to me. So I'm interested to hear what you have to say about all that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think certainly like my impression at least, I mean, I don't know either of them, but you know, I think a lot of what, especially in the 88 days, days, uh, what Hunter and Chuck like is like really like seeing, 
the architecture of casinos and things like that. And I think um like my interests are a bit different. So like I'm gonna see a lot of the history stuff that's around there and you know, I think we're gonna do like a lot, a lot, a lot of hiking while we're there, like in Hong Kong and Macau and, and stuff like that. Uh so my last question for you is does Andy realize that since the Holiday Inn has Pygo tiles that's something in like the twelve to thirteen dollar range that he's not going to see you and that you're not going to see anything in Macau on, for that entire day and night. For that entire night. week of just like three days, we'll just be spent at the tile table. You're going to like leave the, the diamond in. Yeah, leave the tile table just long enough to like check in at a hotel on the complete other side of town and then yes. just get in a cab straight back to the tile table. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty long trip between uh, the peninsula and the place we're staying the second night, I think. So it'll be it'll be hard for me to get check in and come back out to uh it's a lot of keep playing tiles <laughs> so so then when do you get back and when do we record again um so right i leave the it's actually the night of the fourth but early morning the fifth technically okay and i get back the night of the 12th so sometime after the 12th i suspect i'm going to be very jet lagged for a little while or at least moderately jet lagged so, so maybe later in that week so i think like Maybe the, that weekend. The night of the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> we just pin that down for some recording. I think that sounds perfect. I'll think it's 10 a.m. or whatever when we start recording, because that'll be the Machinese time. You're going to be like, this is weird. Why are we recording so early? <laughs> I hope you have a really good time. It sounds awesome, and I look forward to hearing all that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see. I mean, I'll obviously be able to speak about everything with a lot more certainty after I go, given that I haven't been, but I'm excited. So uh, I guess I, I lied. I, I have one more question. So what do you, what, okay. how worried are you about like language barrier stuff? Not especially worried. I mean, I've traveled to a bunch of places where I didn't speak the language at all. So, but do you know, is there like, is there English at all or is it like figured out? Um, there's going to be enough English. And like I said, I mean, you know, I've talked a bunch about how I've been to Romania a bunch of times for work. You know, I went to Turkey and these are places that like, once you get out of like the big touristy areas that there's just not a lot of English and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just not something that bothers me and uh, I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, I mean, have you done a lot of travel that's like places they don't speak English at all? No, very little. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that you, I don't know. I think it bothers some people a lot and. It'll be fine. I'm not worried. Yeah, no, I think the only place that I went where people, like, really, I mean, I think they even, like, knew English, but they just didn't want to speak. It was Paris. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there was definitely, like, you would sit down at a restaurant and the waiter would be like, oh, God, English. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there was some of that in Nice, but they were sort of, like, nicer about it and they mm. would be patient with you. Whereas, I, like, I think there's... It, at least in the casinos and stuff, there's going to be plenty of English. Yeah. So, and and I, like our hotel, I think there's always going to be people that someone that speaks English at least in the hotels. So, yeah, and I and I've heard there's not like the service is supposed to be insane, completely over the top in the hotels. Well, so you're not per, going to like per, walk up and have somebody who's like, oh, English. <laughs> perhaps at the places that other people go to, I think we're going to have much more modest accommodations. So. Yeah, but I feel like it's one of those things where when the entire city is based on a service economy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be, it'll be fine. I'm not worried. Okay. 
so, yeah, I guess we'll talk after you get back. Yeah. I'm excited. Four days I will be at the airport. So, going to be good. Good luck at the tables. <laughs> yeah, I just, believe me, the tables aren't really, you know, <laughs> it's not what I'm thinking about with this trip. But, yeah, hopefully. Be nice. Come back with all the Macanese dollars. Yeah, Hong Kong dollars. They don't gamble with the Pataka. Yeah, tons so, of Hong Kong right. dollars. I expect to see them. So if you want to join us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find our content at do for a win.com. Find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, reach out to Craig at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Any last words, Craig? No, just, yeah, reach out on Twitter. Uh, I might be going to Vegas. We'll talk more about that later. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's way <laughs> off in the distance. So here's the real question, Craig. When, so we've already publicly said we, neither of us are going to the big meetup in Atlantic City, which seems ridiculous, but, uh. I know, like, odds that we are both out of town. Yeah. The same weekend. Do you think that happens maybe once a year? It's not only that, like, I I had booked my trip, like, literally a week before (laughs) I was, you know, Eric mentioned that that weekend was going to be the weekend that they did that and it just didn't even register with me right so but yeah uh but anyway when do you think we will be back in atlantic city what's your guess Uh, you were put down as going to atlantic city five times this year no i said four Mm -hmm. so they'd get in four i'm becoming nervous about that i could see it going horribly awry and only getting into atlantic city trips this year no um, I mean, I'm tempted to try to like jam th- jam something in in March. See if I can make like obviously that would not include you. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. I think that would be a solo trip. Um, yeah, or or maybe not or a solo trip, but yeah, a trip um, with people that aren't me. Yeah, other than that, I don't know. I mean, I, I could potentially figure out something for like April or May. I mean, I could do like a day trip during a weekday in March, probably, but that seems like not when you would go because I know weekend is you can't really go during the week during the school year. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I could, I'll probably figure, try to figure out something for like April or May. Hmm. What about you? When are you going to go? I, I have no idea. June, July, August, October. It'll be earlier than, than you expect, I think. Awesome. I'm holding you to that because what I expect <laughs> is February 15th. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I will say that I get back the late at night on the 12th and I have taken off work on the 13th, just assuming I'd be jet lagged, but maybe I'll just be like, all right, I'm driving to AC. I have a random day off on the 12th. I feel like I might as well just get on a bus. Yeah. Drop my daughter off at at preschool, get on a bus, gamble for like an hour, get on a bus back, be back in time to pick the kids up. Do it. It seems totally reasonable. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening, and and we'll talk to you in, yeah, maybe in two weeks. Sounds good. I think people will forgive us if we're a couple days late, as long as we We get right back on the horse. Or, I mean, if you want, you can have someone on and... I'm thinking after five days in which I did guest spot, guest spot podcast, Andrew's going to be like, you're done for a while. You can, you can take a week off.